Christmas movies. Whether you like them or not, it's hard to miss them during the holiday season. And it's just as hard to miss a big theme that runs through so many of them, to believe. A lot of times, the idea of belief manifests in the question, do you believe in Santa Claus? Other times, the question is about believing in love or in a better future or something else. Anyway, since I've been watching as many Christmas movies as possible lately, I started to wonder, what makes belief such an overwhelming theme in Christmas movies? What makes the imagination of our culture so sensitive to believing during Christmas time? Welcome to The Symmetry Podcast, a home for conversations about faith and humanity that are designed to help people grow. My name is Ben Laboot. And I'm Brad Collins. And we're your co-hosts for the show. I think the best place to start is with where the word Christmas comes from. The English term Christmas means Mass on Christ Day, and comes from the Old English phrase Christus Massi, meaning Christ's Mass. Most people know that Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, but it actually wasn't until a long time after the lifetime of Jesus that Christmas even became a holiday. It turns out that celebrating birthdays was originally a pagan custom, so the early church fathers during the first two centuries of Christianity tended to oppose celebrating both the birthdays of martyrs as well as the birth of Jesus. However, in 221 CE, the Christian historian Sextus Julius Africanus became the first person to identify December 25th as the date of Jesus' birth, and December 25th went on to become universally accepted as the date of the birthday of Jesus. By the 9th century, what we now call Christmas had become a widely celebrated holiday with a specific liturgy, although it was not as significant a holiday as Good Friday or Easter was. Finally, in the early 20th century, Christmas grew from a purely religious celebration to take on new meaning as a secular family holiday in which the mythical figure of Santa Claus plays a pivotal role. Currently, Roman Catholic churches celebrate the first Christmas Mass at midnight on Christmas Day, and Protestant churches tend to approximate this by holding candlelight services at night on Christmas Eve. In the spirit of the Christmas season, I thought that it would be appropriate to hear some of the Christmas story together. Here are the poetic words of the classic King James translation of Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was the first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. For many of us, the Christmas story is so culturally ingrained that, like a platitude, it loses its effect on us, and we don't really think anymore about what it actually says. I want to go through the Christmas story again and help us dissolve some common misconceptions. If I regale you with facts only and leave behind the poetic language of the Bible, I would present the Christmas story like this. Mary, a young Jewish girl living in the Roman province Judea, she would give birth to the anointed one of God that the Jewish prophets had prophesied about hundreds of years earlier. Meanwhile, the Roman government had recently issued a census, which required all the heads of house to be in the place of their ancestry. Mary was betrothed to a man named Joseph, and partway through her pregnancy, they too journeyed to Joseph's ancestral hometown of Bethlehem. And since it was Joseph's hometown, so to speak, they too almost certainly stayed with family. But because of the census, the town was too crowded for Mary and Joseph to get a guest room to themselves. Regardless, while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. So the woman took her to the most private part of the house, the stable, which probably would have been the ground floor of a two-story home. There, in that stable, Mary gave birth to a son. She named him Jesus, per the instruction of God's messenger, and laid him in a manger which is a feeding trough for the animals. The other thing I really like about the Christmas story is the visit of the shepherds and the wise men to the baby Jesus. These are probably the two groups of people that were least likely to be involved in the Christmas story, and that is precisely what makes it so fascinating for me. The shepherds were, in essence, excluded from formal religious expression in ancient Judaism because they were literally not clean, physically speaking, and perhaps even ritually unclean by virtue of working with sheep. In other words, the Jews who you'd least expect to see the birth of the Jewish Messiah are exactly the Jews who do see it. Later, it's the wise men who come to visit Jesus. This should be surprising because it would be a sin for God's people, the Jews, to consult the stars. Yet God gives a star to guide the non-Jewish wise men to the Jewish Messiah. All of this is to say that there's a lot more to the nativity scene than meets the eye. 
With a history of Christmas and the Christmas story in mind, I'd like to try to tie the threads of Christmas and faith together. To do so, there's a construct from Methodism called the Wesleyan Quadrilateral that I think would fit perfectly here. The Wesleyan Quadrilateral is named after John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, and it's a way to describe how Wesley thought about the principal factors that make up a person's faith. The four parts of the Wesleyan Quadrilateral are 1. Scripture, 2. Tradition, 3. Reason, and 4. Experience. I actually think the Wesleyan Quadrilateral applies not only to religious belief, but also to secular knowledge, since knowing something essentially means believing that it's true. Here's what I mean. Earlier in the history of Christianity, particularly with the Roman Catholic Church, tradition, as handed down from the clergy to the people, was probably the centerpiece of faith for most believers. However, the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century made scripture the key aspect of faith for Protestants. And there are doctrines like sola scriptura that state scripture alone is authoritative. At a similar time as the Reformation, the scientific revolution of the 15th, 16th, and 17th centuries saw a transition in secular knowledge from reason, which was how philosophers like Aristotle and Plato understood knowledge, to experience, which is another way of saying what the scientific revolution would call data and statistics and such. So all four parts of the Wesleyan quadrilateral, scripture, tradition, logic, and experience, are essential to faith. And perhaps the reason that humans are so open to faith during the Christmas season is because the Christmas story has all of the ingredients for faith. A scriptural story about the birth of Jesus, a tradition of the promised Jewish Messiah who is the main character of this story, the reason of Christianity's unlikely success being the truth of its unlikely story, and the experiences of people who have been changed by the story of Christmas and the story of Jesus for thousands of years. In the spirit of the holiday season, and with the theme of our episode today, here's a little story of faith. I was raised Roman Catholic, and while I wasn't as involved as some, I was still active in church by serving at Mass on Sundays and attending Sunday school. However, it's tough to tell whether I knew God or I knew about God. There's a point for all children who are raised with a certain faith that when they're old enough, they must decide for themselves whether or not to embrace the beliefs of their parents. The start of my story of belief is blurry, and it doesn't begin with a single event. But I do distinctly remember hearing Jesus tell a story, and it ends with a dead man imploring the Jewish patriarch Abraham on behalf of his family. He cries, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to my family that they might believe in God. Abraham replies, They have Moses and the prophets. Let your family listen to them. No, the man replies, but if someone from the dead goes to them, then they will repent. Abraham replies, If they do not listen to Moses or the prophets, then neither will they be convinced, even if someone raises from the dead. Something clicked when I heard that story, which I had probably heard before, but this time it was different. I had liked the idea of God, but because I couldn't prove him to myself, I decided to wait for some kind of sign. When something big happens, something I can't ignore, then I'll believe. Because it'll be there before my eyes, impossible to dispute. And I thought that if God is real and wants me, 
then he will send a sign to me. What kind of sign, I don't know, but something to get my attention. That's where the point of this parable hit me, that God doesn't operate like that. Not because he doesn't want to, but because it doesn't work. If I'm not convinced by Moses or the prophets, by what I know about Jesus through the Bible and people in my life, then not even someone rising from the dead will convince me. So what did I do? I stepped out of my comfort zone and trusted God to lead me somewhere new. So my invitation to everyone listening to this show is this. Embrace the spirit of the holiday season and all of the faith, generosity, and love that comes with it. If you're a Christian, maybe you celebrate with Midnight Mass or a Christmas Eve service. If you're from another faith or no faith, maybe you celebrate the love of family and friends that you know is bigger than yourself. And wherever you are, maybe, along with singing a Christmas carol and sipping hot chocolate in the company of your loved ones in a Christmas movie, you also take a moment to pause and experience the story of Christmas. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Symmetry Podcast. If you enjoy our show, please subscribe to, rate, and leave a review of The Symmetry Podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on our website at thesymmetrypodcast.com and at facebook.com slash thesymmetrypodcast. On behalf of all of us here at The Symmetry Podcast, we wish you a very joyful holiday season. And until next time, Godspeed. Godspeed.